Hey, you guys. Welcome back. This is Richard Sachs and uh, Doug Diamonds here. We're on Lost Arts Radio Live. And this is the sixth day of March in 2021. And it seems like it was just barely New Year's about five minutes ago. So we're just talking about how fast the time is going by. I don't think it's imaginary. I don't think it's because we're so old, although that may be the case with some of us. But I think it's really going faster and faster. And you can't tell because the clocks and the calendars go faster too, so nobody can prove anything, but it really feels clear, obvious to me, and I I hope you guys are holding up all right in this environment of insanity, and I I brought a bunch of things to talk about, uh, to go over with you and share with you, and more than we have time for as usual. Um, You know that, uh, well, I hope you're holding up well under the environment of increasing insanity. That was my first uh, thing I wanted to say, and and it seems that the rulers are trying more than ever before to convince us that insanity is completely normal, which it still isn't, just in case you were wondering. And the same principle um, applies. The same people and the common sense are being considered as dangerous. And in fact, <clears throat> I remember, I think it was maybe the week before last, but... Uh, could have been more recent. I'm losing track of time lately a lot, probably because I'm getting so old. I don't know. But uh, the New York Times recently ran an article saying that critical thinking is really dangerous and you should not try to apply it to understanding things you see online, especially probably in the mainstream media and anywhere else. And, and you just shouldn't try it and don't trust your own judgment, but trust the experts. Um, fortunately, the New York Times will tell you what's true and what isn't. So you're really not in danger as long as you go by that. Um, but it's an extremely challenging time all over the world. And this show is supposed to be about things related to current events, you know, things that are happening in the outside world in America where we're sitting now, but all over the world too. We're getting a lot of input from people in Israel lately and Australia also and the UK and parts of what used to be Europe and Asia and different places around. And and it's the same thing all over the world. Um, But it's getting harder and harder to tell you the truth without, well, about anything important, I guess, without disappearing from the major video platforms. And it's why I've been reminding you up to now to subscribe to us on uh, Brighteon, mark the channel on BitChute, stay in touch with all the different channels that we're appearing on through lostartsradio.com because we'll always have them posted there so you can find out where to find us. And in the meantime, we'll stay on these larger platforms uh, as long as we can, but be ready to find us in other places when necessary. And in the meantime, um, we're just really grateful to the major platforms for reminding us of what is okay to say and what would be harmful for us to say or think about so we can try to avoid that as much as we can. Um, But the main obvious thing going on right now, I would say, is that humanity is under the biggest coordinated attack in in known world history, um, culminating right now with this uh, terrifying pandemic that we're having. And that latest part of it actually started about a year ago, almost exactly. And in the U.S., it was the 13th of March. And I remember it was a Friday, and it was in um, 2020. 
And we were told that, don't worry, we'll take care of it in 15 days. And uh, we have to flatten the curve, though. That's the main thing is flattening the curve. And that's what was going to take 15 days. And a lot of people didn't know if they could stand shutting down their livelihood for 15 days. That's half a month's income. But they were saying, well, for the good of the world and the country and humanity and as Superman used to say on black and white TV in the 50s, truth and justice in the American way, I guess, for all those things, it'd probably be worth it. So people went along with it. Um, but the one, now the one, people who tell the truth are getting banned or worse things are happening to them. They're getting attacked or disappearing completely. So how do we spread the truth about what's going on and not disappear? Um, I'm sure you all have ideas about that, but that's a real challenge right now. And we're told that this terrible virus that's going on now, originally it was slated to kill 3 or 4% of the whole world's population. And there's still people who think that that's going on. In fact, um, President Biden, who was is famous for being the first president who gets elected without getting very many votes at all, really amazing, a miraculous president, uh, was saying that 200 million people had died as of a few months ago just in the U.S. from the current pandemic, which was really amazing because that wasn't reported anywhere else that I saw. It was only Biden that knew that it was 200 million in America so far. So now, um, just a side note that occurs to me is that even if the really high death figures were true, and it was a real pandemic like it's being de described, you still couldn't quarantine healthy people. That wouldn't make any medical sense at all, but it would violate all your natural rights. It couldn't be done, even though it's happening now. And it would require you to completely ignore common sense. Um, and you would think nobody would fall for that, right? That that could never happen. And if you had written that in a script for a movie a couple of years ago, that it would probably get rejected because it would be too nonsensical. Nobody would ever do that. And if you had a benevolent visitor from some other planet and they saw what was happening now, they would say, <clears throat> no, we there, there was supposed to be intelligent life on this planet. But, you know, look what the people are doing. It's it's unbelievable, and they would probably have to take pictures of it to prove to their uh, people back on their spaceships that it was really happening, or they'd think it was made up. So if you look around, uh, people are completely falling for it with com with total devotion, and they're saying things like, you know, what are, what do you want me to do next? Maybe breathe, just breathe. Masks are one thing, but maybe I could just breathe once every five minutes and help save the world and end disease and all things like that. And I think the controllers at the top level who are probably laughing at all this, and I'm talking about the real top level that you don't see, I think they calculated that after so many years of training and programming with fear to remove all common sense, we were finally ready to take the next brave step where no one had ever gone before to paraphrase Star Trek. And we were ready to believe in the sacred new religion of medicalism. And, and you might have a better name for it, but I thought it's pretty accurate. And it was in the title of tonight's show. 
the reason for that is, in a way, that's what we've been given as our new belief system. Um, it's being used as part of a much larger agenda uh, for our benefit because the only way to really save the world, there was a bumper sticker that said this in the 60s, I think it was, and it said, after all this emphasis on cutting down energy usage, and at that time, you know, I, I was involved in uh, atmospheric science study in the 60s and after that, and at that time, everybody thought that it was going to be the world was going to freeze, basically. It reminded me of this uh, Twilight Zone episode where uh, it was really terrifying scenario. The world was uh, freezing to death and everybody was trying to find the last little bits of places to shelter from the cold. All the energy had run out and the last of humans were dying. And at the very last page of the story, I was reading this in a Twilight Zone book when I was a little kid and at the last page it said the guy who was imagining this dream of the world freezing was in a uh, kind of a coma and a unconscious state and had a high fever and was just barely alive and all the people who were taking care of him knew that in reality it was the opposite and the world was um, being boiled to death and it was soon going to burn up and the sun it was something went wrong and the earth was getting closer and closer to the sun so the opposite of what this guy was dreaming was really happening and it it maybe it was predictive programming it it's kind of reminds me of in the 60s when i was first looking at uh gas ratios in in the atmosphere and co2 issues and finding out even then that there's no there isn't any correlation between percentages of co2 in the atmosphere and global temperature it, it's completely not true. It's not true now, and it wasn't true then, but we were looking at it, and we were th thinking that the world was in danger of freezing, and now we're supposed to be terrified because it's in danger of burning up um, or boiling over, as Obama said to the Africans, about the reason they couldn't have a car and an air conditioner was, the, you know, I mean, like, forget it. The world's going to boil over if you have those things, so. You just have to stay poor while we go and uh, do very strange things back in our home country. So um, if there's a religion now that's part of the larger agenda to eliminate humans, and that bumper sticker I was referring to, after all of the energy restrictions and uh, panic gas prices of many times normal, I think that would happen in the 70s, if I remember right. And there's a book written by um, a man called uh, Peak Oil, Michael Rupert, I think his name was. And it turned out to be a complete fake. I, I think he really believed it, but he was incorrect. There's plenty of oil and it regenerates all the time. But there was, uh, we were told that we were running out of energy and that uh, we're all doomed unless we stopped using energy. Kind of like they're telling us now that if you use too much energy now, you're causing climate change and global warming, except if it happens to get colder and doesn't do global warming, it's still global warming, but it's actually global cooling, and it's just as terrifying. And the main thing is to stay um, completely terrified and not use energy while they keep the real energy sources and technologies hidden from everybody because those have been available, as the work of Stephen Greer points out, for at least 100 years, probably more. 
and they put solar and wind to shame. Solar and wind are allowed to the population because they're inefficient at this point, and they're not a desirable thing to do. Texas, in the recent freeze, was an example of that, a freeze that was almost certainly caused by geoengineering and done on purpose because the weather's controllable now all over the planet. And uh, Obama, as as he promised, had shut down coal plants all over Texas and other parts of the country and had put in um, so-called renewable energy sources and they weren't able to handle it at all. And it was all a manufactured crisis, as most of these are. But um, what are some of the tenets of this religion that we've all been signed up for? And I I know I said in the at the title of the show tonight that you could sign up for this new religion of medicalism for free, but actually, as far as they're concerned, you're already signed up and in it. So what are some of the tenets of the religion um, about health and other things? And I guess one of them is that you're supposed to believe in the new religion that health is just a matter of good luck and, and your chances of staying healthy increase by swallowing poisonous chemicals that say medicine on the outside of the bottle. I mean, how intelligent of a person would ever fall for that? But that was actually a system designed prior to 1910 by the Rockefeller and Carnegie uh, foundations. And they were right. People did fall for it, and they're still doing it. Um, The fact that the so-called medicine makes you sick in many ways and often kills you just actually proves that they're helping you. I don't know if you've seen it. I know this is totally ridiculous, but did you ever see the movie Idiocracy? It was banned in a lot of places, so I thought it was worth taking the time to watch it many years ago, and I did that. But I think we're living in the sequel, Idiocracy 2, except it's not exactly Idiocracy 2 because in Idiocracy 1, these people who are I mean, had serious mental challenges. We're running the, the whole society. Now, that's true, but the, they have bosses above them that are using them to destroy life on the planet. And they're not stupid. They're just evil. So, um, anyway, the system wants you to believe now that um, swallowing poisonous chemicals compressed into these little capsules or tablets is a really smart way to get over sickness and to maintain your health. Um, And I'm not criticizing all of modern medicine because the trauma care people and the emergency room people save a lot of uh, individuals who get run over by cars and have other traumatic events or accidents or a few really necessary um, surgeries to correct congenital defects and things like that. But as far as health goes, it's pretty much medicalism and it's teaching insanity. And they're, these poisons that you're supposed to eat because they're called medicine, they're, they're products of advanced medical science, which is run by the high priests of this religion, medicalism, and guaranteed to really care about you and have your well-being in mind. Um, other beliefs in the same religion, uh, one of the big ones is that what makes What makes you get sick and die is when you run into the wrong microorganism or germ, and that could be a bacterium or a virus, and if it happens to you, you've pretty much had it. The the only thing that you can do 
is swallow as many more poisonous chemicals as the local um, medicalism priest is willing to give you and just hope for the best. And when the poisons that you swallow stop the symptoms of your disease or sickness, which sometimes they do, um, they usually give you other sicknesses, though, and they or just tear your body down or ruin your normal immune system or some combination of the new problems they give you. But you're supposed to not worry about that because those things are just signs that the medicine is working. And they're called, you know, just like side effects, so you know they're not a big deal. And there are other po- uh, poisons that you can conveniently swallow to get rid of the side effects. So you're in good hands and you don't have to worry about it. And just in case you don't get cured by swallowing the poisons, um, you still don't have to worry because then there are other advanced therapies you can do. And like removing your organs, and most of the organs are not. They found out that they're not really necessary anyway as long as you have the right drugs. So those are some of the characteristics of the system. And um, you're just told that fortunately the the priest can sell you the drugs that you need and you have to be aware of the counterfeit cures and remedies, which we'll talk about in a little while, but those are the so-called natural ones and they warn you about those. Uh, Warnings are all over the television and even in journals and telling you those are just superstitious. The the real true medicine is the one that's toxic. And I, I know this is backed up in how the actual drug research companies work because we know of people who have been working for those companies and they design what they call new candidate chemicals for new drugs and they don't get approved unless they cause enough other bad side effects. Really an interesting business. I guess the business model is if they created a medicine that didn't create more disease, that would be really dumb for the business. And it would eventually stop being needed. Um, But now, we're into a new phase since about last March. And there are some new lessons we're being taught within this religion. And one is, one of the big ones that you really need to learn according to this belief system is that people in general are unclean. And that touching them or getting in within six feet of them or two meters, depending on where you live, could be the last mistake that you'll ever make. It's just really dangerous. Um, breathing is deadly dangerous because, you know, deadly germs are everywhere. Since they're invisible, they're, well, they are everywhere. We know that because the air is full of microorganisms, microorganisms of every kind. So is your body, but you're not supposed to be aware of that. And what can you do about the fact that other human beings are unclean and you should never get within six feet of one or risk your life doing that? Um, For one thing, uh, never breathe without protection. That was one of the big things that God forgot when he created humans is he let them breathe openly through their mouth and nose. And it's a total miracle that any of us survived doing that, but now we get to wear approved, um, what does Peggy Hall call them, self-suffocation devices, and you can get one of those for free in a lot of different places now. And you never are supposed to get careless and wear just one. The health authorities are recommending now two or three or four. Um, Four is safer, actually, and more scientific. So, And it, it protects you much better from 
other unclean people and from the deadly effect that you would have on them also. But if you really get into learning about how the self-suffocation devices work, you have to remember that yours protects other people, but you're at complete danger of sickness and death if you if they don't all wear them. So I, I've seen these in stores, these signs, and they say, remember, for your own benefit, your masks, and you could say your four masks, protect me, my four masks protect you. And so together, everybody wearing at least four masks, we can survive in an infected world until one day, one day in the wonderful future, we get to our goal of a totally sterile, safe world where every germ is dead and there are no microorganisms anymore. And this has been uh, proven, once it's been proven true over a test of about 50 years that there's no living microorganism anywhere in the world, then everybody can rejoice and go down to probably three masks would be totally safe at that point with confidence and enjoyment of the new normal. But until then, uh, remember to turn in any anti-maskers to the proper authorities for humanitarian punishment for their own good and proper re-education. If you want to be a truly responsible person, then you need to also turn in people that use unapproved language. And we're trying to really make the larger video platforms happy now by spreading this really important public service announcement. Um, anyone who attempts to talk to you about unapproved ideas that are dangerous and could delay our reaching the new normal uh, needs to be connected with the proper authorities. And all the time we have to remember that in a perfect sterilized world, everyone will have the same exact ideas and opinions and emotions, and all thoughts will be safe thoughts, connected to the cloud and protected by it. And uh, that way, any dangerous question or dissent will be eliminated and will be changed in the cloud instantaneously to approved language with acceptable thoughts and emotions. And at the result of that is going to be world peace. Um, now, to be safe and to do your part in bringing in the new normal as quickly as possible, there are some things that you need to do. You need to be warned about information that you might hear from un other unclean humans, especially if they try to get closer to you than six feet in any direction. Remember the, the slogan, 666 stops the germs from doing their tricks. And as long as you remember that, you should have a good chance to survive at least a little bit longer. And as a side note, I guess, to this whole commentary, I was asked this week if I was ever going to put this uh, unacceptable health information into a book form. And I haven't done that. We sometimes mention it on the show, you know, about natural healing things that amazingly make you not dependent on the conventional healthcare system. And I haven't done that up to now, really for two reasons. First, my own learning about what's going on with health and what's possible that I got really serious about starting in 1965, working in my dad's medical lab before that. 
um, what I'm aware of keeps expanding so fast that I'm afraid if I take the time to put it in a book, it would just be superseded and outdated by the time I'd finished it and I'd have to start again. But the second reason is that my time is usually all taken um, 16 hours every day, pretty much now. And I'm not even keeping up with what I already have to do. So I'm not sure where I'd find time to put it down in a book. But I put I have put together a lot of important understanding that should be shared ever since I st- seriously started, which was back in around 1965 when I was working in that lab, but 67 after that because I had the same motive that a lot of other natural healing uh, students get, and that's their own serious or life-threatening health situation, and I had that in the mid-60s. So I was dealing with that, and it forced me to become an apostate to this religion of medicalism that we've been talking about. Um, I had to leave it because it was going to kill me, and the doctors who were carrying it out, I guess the priests, some of the priests of this religion, were actually really well-meaning, good people, very serious, conscientious practitioners of the religion, And they started out giving me the best cutting-edge medicine, which was the most toxic chemicals that they could find. And I didn't know any better at the time while I was being, um, I was under the care of experts, you might say. And uh, they did that to me for a year, and then they said, well, for some reason your body's not appreciating and using the benefits of these super toxic chemicals but don't worry because now we can start surgery and they began that and I knew I had to escape um, so I did at the, at that time I, th- I thought I was either going to die peacefully off in the woods somewhere by myself or get better figure out what was really going on with health and disease in spite of the religion that we're all taught that it, you know, taking care of your health is by eating toxic chemicals. Um, I had to get away from that, and I did that. And I really dumped the whole medical system religion in uh, shortly after 1967. I was well on the way by then. And I wanted, wanted to see if I could survive and overcome the damage that had been done to my body in the last few years by the system. And I did do that as much as I could. And then I wanted to find out what's the truth about our real normal condition and can you actually get back to it or how much can you approach it? Is it normal to keep getting sick all the time? And, you know, what they call normal aging where you just gradually fall apart and then when you you get to what's called your golden years and you go through hell until you, I guess they call it dying until you die, and I thought, there's got to be something better than this. There's a lot wrong with this picture. So I started really seriously exploring at that point. Um, so anyway, this week, I don't usually talk about health things on this current events-related show, Lost Arts Radio Live, but I thought, well, maybe it'll fit in because we're talking about the current attack against humanity and that's using health as an excuse for 
extermination, basically, by stages. And most of it I can't talk about on this show, or we definitely will disappear in midstream. So that's what Planetary Healing Club was started for. And you won't like that Planetary Healing Club unless you don't mind really getting deeply into how these things work and what you can practically do to take care of yourself in the midst of this attack that's going on. And it it inevitably gets into not only physical protocols, which are really important lifestyle upgrades and changes that you need to make if you want to stay in good shape and get better, but also into areas of consciousness itself because they it's just inextricably interlinked. And the person that asked me this week if I could get into um, more about health, you know, real health, presumably from this heretical point of view that is uh, an apostate of the medicalism religion, they asked me to please not talk about consciousness. They didn't agree with my ideas on consciousness. They didn't like them. They didn't want to hear about them. They just wanted to hear about health. But the best I can say for that is if I'm going to talk about it at all, especially in relation to the attack that's happening on humanity in the world right now, I'm not going to be able to do it without mentioning consciousness, which most of us have don't even remember what that means anymore. And there's all kinds of definitions of it uh, with varying degrees of validity, I think. So the best I can say is just don't listen if you don't want to hear about consciousness because it's not some new age crazy thing. It's not some black magic thing or evil thing or stupid. It's real. I mean, it's more real than anything else I can think of, actually. And you wouldn't, that wouldn't make sense to you unless you know how I mean the word. And so if I talk about health at all, I have to apologize in advance for mentioning consciousness because I know I'll have to do it. I'll have to mention it. Um, but I'm not telling anybody what to believe at, at all. I don't want followers. I don't want to start a new religion. I don't want a new belief system. I have no interest in doing that at all. So everybody needs to believe whatever they want and whatever religion they have is fine. And, you know, be true to yourself and what what you discover on your way back to knowing yourself and knowing where you came from. So I'm not advocating for anybody to just believe anything I say, but to do their own exploration and investigation of it, question everything. You know, that's supposed to be the basis of science, right? But it's been corrupted along with everything else in the age we're living in now. And instead of investigating and questioning everything, what's called science now, which is really fake science, is repeat what you memorize in school and what's acceptable that you're on TV or in the newspapers or um, from an authority figure of one kind or another. Or if you're, if you're working in an experimental lab, you are told in advance, look, if, find whatever you want. It's completely free. But if you find this result, we'll keep paying you. If you find any other result, if you find out that the drug we're suggesting or the vaccine we're suggesting is not totally safe and effective, 
that's great. It just won't be published and you won't get paid. But if if what we give you is safe and you prove it, then you've got a good job for as long as you keep doing the work. And that's not science anymore. That's what has replaced it. And it's the same principle with spiritual quest or, or trying to find out what's true in any field. There's no ego in it at all. That's gone. And you just want to know whatever is true. Everybody's on the same team. We're not here to fight with each other. We're here to find out what whatever's true in each field. And if we find out what we think is not accurate, that's great because we can change it, you know, and get closer to what's true. So it's it's real different than the way it's commonly being done now. Um, so, you know, in response to this person this week who asked me if I'd written any of this health stuff from the last 50 years in in book form, I'm sorry I haven't. And I obviously can't talk about it in great detail in a few minutes on a show like this. But some of the basics I can share with you, <clears throat> as opposed to the medicalism religion that's being pushed now, and all based on fear and knowing that other people are unclean, never getting close to them, this is going to you know, radically reduce world population, even if there was no treatment to uh, kill people, which there is, as you know. In fact, millions of people have had it already. But... Um, I'll share with you a few basics that I found out over the last five or six decades in, in doing this work in real science, what I would call real science. And then you can just build on whatever you want, throw out whatever you want, discard it. Again, in real science, there's no ego issue at all. It, it doesn't matter who says something. It matters whether it's true or not. You know, if a five-year-old kid says some deep truth, is still a deep truth. It doesn't matter, you know, and we've, we've been pushed to get into the habit of if there's something said that we don't like, we just attack the person who says it. That's not very intelligent, really, and we don't have to keep doing that. And even though I've done this for a long time, my feeling about it is that compared to what there is to learn, I'm a low-level beginner who knows basically nothing, and I'm just sharing some initial you know, exploration results with you. Um, I have to skip some of this stuff because our time is going fast. Okay, some of this is what people in the religion of medicalism would consider crazy, but I did warn you about that. So, one of the first things, and this gets into both the physical and the non-physical aspects, is that the founder of chiropractic you know, where they adjust your spine. The founder of chiropractic was a guy named D.D. Palmer, and I think that was around the end of the 1800s, and he based his new science and practice on the idea, <clears throat> and it called chiropractic, it means done by hand. Practic done and chiro by hand. Um, he said there's an intelligence in the body that's always trying to normalize and heal everything. This is a really intel important concept. Things don't happen at random. In fact, at this point, I would say nothing happens at random ever, just by random chance. It, it doesn't, there's no such thing. And I would say, 
I completely agree with that, but I would go farther. And what I've been found to be true is that the body is not just intelligent, it's conscious. It's self-aware. It's capable of communication, always trying to heal itself. Wanting to communicate information to us all the time since before we were born because we were present ourselves because we're not the body. This is our costume, okay? I'm not talking about a belief at all because a belief is something you hope is true and you really hope it's true because if it's not, it's like chaos is threatening you. But this isn't about a belief at all. People have found this out by direct experience that when when the uh, fertilized egg in, in the human, in the mother, starts to divide, that doesn't happen unless the person is already there. And it doesn't matter if people hate me for saying that. There's no ego, as I said, in any of this stuff. This is just what I've noticed. And it's from non-book sources. It's non-religion, non-belief. It's from memory. Um, so the body's like a conscious costume that we're wearing. This helps you to do amazing things to get it in good shape if you can understand what I'm talking about. Um, it's a living costume. And it, it's supposed to uh, stay in wonderful condition until we're done with our lessons and experiences on the 3D level. And then we leave. It's not designed to fall apart and you leave because it won't work anymore. That's our doing because we're making mistakes. We don't know how to access the owner's manual, so to speak, anymore. So we put, you know, sawdust in instead of gasoline and things like that. And the body is really resilient and intelligent and conscious and it fights back and overcomes the mistakes we make as well as it can. But they're not necessary. So what's considered normal in the age of medicalism is completely abnormal. Um, we're supposed to stay in great shape, not only not getting sick, but not degenerating, not falling apart, and then we just leave uh, peacefully and calmly when we're done, and the body goes back to the earth. So if we make changes, if we learn about what's in that owner's manual which does exist, it's just not physical. And we make changes in the lifestyle to come into harmony with that. And I'm only bringing this up, okay, partly because of the contrast between accurate understanding and what we're told to live in fear of germs all the time. So we make changes in the lifestyle to come up with in, into harmony with that intelligent conscious force that is trying to heal us all the time in the body and then we get to see what it can actually do but if we don't harmonize lifestyle choices and food and sleep and exercise and all this other stuff then um, all kinds of problems come up and usually the causes are a mystery or seem like it and the problems get blamed on germs and, you know, the whole germ theory started out with, um, well, Pastor probably got it from other people like Bichamp, but he was saying that in the microscope he could see um, samples of diseased tissue, these little tiny living organisms moving around, and um, 
those were the germs, you know, and, and he said, aha, I found the cause of disease. And later on, and I haven't been able to document this, but the stories are from many sources that um, he said, well, that was a mistake. You know, the germs didn't cause the disease. They were like vultures that you would find on a dying animal or, or parasites or things. You can't know that they, the vultures killed the animal or the parasites killed the animal. They were just there eating it up because it was sick and dying. And there are a couple of doctors who are, now of course, banned everywhere now. One, one was on our show recently, Dr. Cowan, C-O-W-A-N. He's a really neat guy. Very unegotistical, like real doctors should be. likes to be called Tom. I, I always call the doctors Dr. So-and-so on the show when I'm officially discussing these things with them because it makes people pay attention if they we've been so trained that we think if somebody's first name is doctor they must be incredibly wise and we have to listen to what they say anyway dr cowan and and kaufman have been talking about the fallacies that are inherent in um the idea of contagious disease that it's not really what we think and uh, this has been shown in many cases with viral conditions, for example, or conditions that are said to be viral, like AIDS, you know, um, was supposed to be caused by the HIV virus. In fact, the V in HIV stands for virus, human, what was it, immunodeficiency virus, HIV. And the story was that they used to sell huge amounts of, of a drug called AZT, which happened to kill people with the same symptoms that they were being ascribed to having AIDS. The story was that um, AIDS was caused by a transmissible virus in the blood or in all the body fluids, actually. And it was just incredibly dangerous, and that's how it was being spread. Um, IV drug use, um, because it was in the blood, or sexual contact with people that have it, or other ways. And so there was this one doctor who was kind of like Kaufman and Cowan, but back at the time of AIDS in the 80s. And his name was Robert Wilner, I believe. He wrote a book on this whole adventure with AIDS at the time that it now costs, I don't know, $1,200 or something on Amazon. It's out of print. Would be really interesting to read it. But, uh, but he's on video still on the internet you can find it easily Robert Wilner I guess they leave it up because they think most people can't find it or wouldn't ever hear of his name not positive he was assassinated but certainly could have been and what he would do is he would say "All right, I'm not just going to present and sorry for the phone noise I can't turn that off right now Um, he he would not just go and present at at a talk why uh, contagion was a myth he would demonstrate so he would bring he would bring a diagnosed AIDS patient with him to the, to the lecture that he was going to give and um, he would stick the AIDS patient's hand with a pin and take some of the blood make a cut on his own hand and then put the blood in the cut and he did that 200 times 
which should have given him AIDS 200 times, and he was always fine. And he said, look, this is a myth. Here, I'm risking my life to show you. And it was really impressive. You, you can see him giving some of these talks still if they haven't taken them off because we're talking about it. Um, so there's a question about viral transmission that really needs to be looked into. And there are two points of view, and I don't know for sure which is true, but I, you know, I don't even know firsthand if viruses exist because I haven't seen any electron microscope pictures of one that's been purified. And there, there's a, uh, a procedure that you go through to show that a microorganism causes a certain disease. It's, call, it's called uh, Koch's postulates. And there's an adapted version of that for viruses to show that they cause a certain disease. And that's called Rivers postulates. Because It has to be a little bit different because the deal is you can't grow viruses in a pure culture like you can bacteria. So they have to grow them in, in different kinds of tissue. Um, but the point is that viral transmission has never gone through either Koch's or Rivers postulates. And they've never been really truly isolated from what I can tell. And I'm open to that being uh, shown to be incorrect, but so far I haven't seen it. And what they define as isolation in looking at viruses has been so changed in the definition that it's really not isolation anymore. But since we're almost out of time here, I don't want to get totally sidetracked on that. You can see that any one of these subjects could be hours and hours of interesting, hopefully interesting discussion, relevant and useful. But when you get down to the real basics of health before science got corrupted, and it's been corrupted for a long time, actually. It's just worse in the present than it's been for a long time. And the, the basics are simple. In fact, if you get uh, the Essene Gospel of Peace, book one, it's a lot of it's in there. That's a great book talking about how it was said 2,000 years ago. Jesus is involved in ways that didn't get into the Bible. I, I don't want to fight with people about whether it's authentic. I don't personally know where that particular book came from, but I do know about the stuff that's in it directly, that it's it's valid and it works and it's real. Um, but the, And Marcus Rothkranz has done a lot of great work about some of the basics too, although he would think I'm a total heretic from believing in raw milk because vegans think in general that raw milk is one of the worst possible foods you could consume in the universe, but I found that to be um, not exactly accurate. The China study has some serious flaws in it, which maybe we'll get a chance to discuss at some point. Um, But I have to remind people, when I fight about this stuff, remove ego from the whole thing. It doesn't matter who is right or wrong. It matters what is right or wrong. You know, it doesn't matter the source. It just has to be true. So, in reality, what I found in 55 years of research in this stuff that's still ongoing, and I'm really even more interested in it than I ever have been before, because if you can get your vehicle, your conscious costume, your body operating at full capacity, and I don't think we're ever we're even close to that, anybody that I've met so far, 
um, then it makes the work of consciousness, which is the real deeper issue in everything, much more uh, fruitful and much easier to pursue. And the basics are simple. They're not like trying to find this super new drug that's going to cure everything. That's not even relevant. You know, the the beauty of the way that creation was made, including your our own bodies, is based on de- depth but simplicity, deep simplicity. And the basic principles, um, there are basic principles for maintaining health and there are principles of getting it back when you need to be healed and to maximize the chances of recovery. I'm just scanning over to see what we have time to mention here. Uh, recovery from sickness and degenerative disease or injury. For maintenance, I'm going to talk as fast as I can here. Uh, some of the requirements are fresh, whole, natural food, as much of it raw as possible. 100% raw is great, but most people aren't in a position to do that, emotionally or otherwise. Um, but fresh, whole, natural, organic food, you know, whether you call it organic or not, just not grown with any kind of chemical, synthetic chemicals, and obviously not with poison, obviously with no use of GMO anything. GMOs should be banned worldwide, not like free speech, which is, you know, a right of humanity, but GMOs, producing GMOs is not a legitimate form of free enterprise, um, you know, individual freedom, it's a crime against the whole world. And read the work of Jeffrey Smith if you want to know more details. And there are other people too, Drucker and so so on. Um, fresh air and sunlight, which medical medicalism says, by the way, sunlight's going to kill you. That's not exactly the truth. Um, you have to use it correctly, but it's critical for survival. Um Sleep, long enough sleep and relaxed, good air when you're sleeping, away from EMF radiation, which is another attack as serious as GMOs on the whole, whole, not just humanity, but all living creatures are harmed by the kind of EMF radiation that's all over the place now. And the top level people that have orchestrated this stuff know it completely. They know it better than I do. Um, Exercise, three kinds of exercise. Cardio, resistance exercise, and stretching like yin yoga or something like that. Hydration with good water. And then a real big one again, and close your ears if you don't want to hear anything about consciousness, but um, positive intent toward yourself, which is a big deal. Most people are upset with themselves for various reasons. Um, Positive intent toward yourself and everybody else, which is like blessing all of humanity. No malice toward anybody, even the really bad people, so-called. You can't have malice without bad bad effect on your own body and your own consciousness. So I would recommend giving it up completely. And it makes your life a lot nicer. And you, it doesn't make you less effective at all in anything. Even if you have to fight, and the phone is attacking, I really apologize for that. Even if you're in a situation where you have to fight to defend your life, even if you're using lethal force in defense at the last resort, you don't have to have malice for anybody. If that does it again, I'm going to cut it off because we've only got minutes left here. Um, anyway, malice toward nobody. It makes you more effective, not less. And also to learn to carry around a baseline relaxation. 
most of us are walking around with tension on so many levels, it just gradually tears down your body. I'm sure it's responsible for a lot of what's called normal aging. Um, you want to get rid of that and, and learn relaxation, conscious receptivity to that current I talked about that's in the body that is the healing force in the body that heals everything. Doctors don't heal anything at all. They can set you up for healing if they're wise, but the healing is done by that internal force, like the chiropractors talked about, but conscious. The other thing is, again, in consciousness, your body is awake and alive and communicates and learning to pick that up and to communicate both ways with the body is of immense importance. And the body can give you more real-time information about health than any lab test you can ever imagine. It's just that most of us don't hear it and there are ways to learn to do that. Those are the basic elements of maintenance that I know about. And there are also basic elements of healing when you need that. And it's all boiled down into two primary categories. And I'm not talking about like setting bones and reconstructive surgery. And that's all specialized work that has to be done by really wise and good surgeons and people who, you know, who many of whom are incredible people that work in emergency rooms all over the country and the world. I'm talking about short of that, most healing from degeneration and illness boils down to detox and rebuilding. And detox systems, I'm not talking about a product that you would buy that says the best detox pill in the world. I'm talking about what's built into your body already and you have to learn how to use it. It's all based on activation through fasting in various forms and it's been taught from long before our recorded history started. Physical fasting, you know, meaning not eating, just water. Nowadays you can do it with juices too and there's advantages to that. But there's a continuum. It's not just not eating or eating. It's if you analyze what you're eating now and you make it healthier, that gets you some of the same benefits as fasting. It has some detox um, aspect to it. So that continuum is really important. Mental and emotional fasting um, is necessary to <clears throat> get the detox on the, on the non-physical level. But interestingly enough, you can't stop eating completely mentally like you can with physical food. There are still things going on in mind and emotions and thoughts. And the only thing you can do is improve your diet. Instead of thinking of really destructive things all the time, you can put your change your attention onto potentially um, healing aspects of, of your thoughts and intention. And that sounds... Like, well, it's not physical, so it wouldn't do anything. That's not true. It's incredibly powerful. And you can't change that without becoming aware of where your thoughts and emotions are now every day. And then you can change that. And um, it's a way to get over addictions permanently. It's a way to cut right through the need for psychoanalysis. So that's not necessary anymore, that potentially endless process. Um and in order to learn the other way to do it, you have to learn how to communicate with your mind, not your brain, which is just a physical switching station, but your mind, which is not physical. I'm getting into some of this stuff with the excuse that we 
can mention it here because it relates directly in contrast to what's being done to all of us uh, in the name of this terrifying pandemic. Um, I have to skip over a lot of this because we have three minutes officially in our time left today. If people are interested, let me know and we'll go into more of it. But um, you change your food to more raw Raw food, fresh, always organic. If, if you can't afford organic, eat less. That's my <laughs> suggestion. Don't say, well, it's too expensive. I'm going to buy poison food, which is what conventional means. Don't eat poison food. That's really important safety tip to quote Egon in Ghostbusters. Um, people aren't designed to eat bodies of animals at all. I, I'm not saying that as, as a vegan. In fact, raw milk is great. Uh, as I mentioned before, and the vegans would hate me for saying that, I think. But um, eating the bodies of animals is not what we're designed for at all. You need a shorter gut to avoid the rotting meat in your intestinal tract. You need a different kind of teeth, and you need a really different kind of emotional system. <clears throat> because the only way that you can, in your current form, be a carnivore is to get rid of certain aspects of empathy that are built into you. And if you do that, it works against your own consciousness. So for mental and emotional and physical health, it's better not to eat, you know, eat bodies of animals like that. You can do it if you want. I believe totally in individual freedom, not trying to control anybody's life. I'm just letting you know that on this level of existence, everything is cause and effect, everything. When we do really stupid things that are destructive, and I'm talking from my own experience of being a complete idiot in so many ways in the past, um, and maybe in ways now that I don't know about yet, <clears throat> those all have effects on everybody else and on you, and you don't have to go through all that junk. You can just start becoming self-aware now, and it changes your whole experience um, and and a change in inner focus it has an immense effect on not only you, but the people around you. And it even has an amazing effect on things that actually happen in your life that seem like they're just coming from circumstances and other people. But we they're coming a lot by what we attract. And, and a lot of people I know, friends of mine, think this is just new age nonsense stuff and it isn't it's connected with quantum physics understanding of why and how things happen and you have massive power to attract different experiences in your life and it all has to do with the work that you do on your inner focus that's what we did with planetary healing club is for that no it's not free there are very very small dues that people pay to be in it. But I don't know how else we can get the money to stay on the air and keep doing the work we're doing. We're not doing commercials. Um, I, occasionally I do some private consulting, which is great. And the money from that also goes to the nonprofit that we set up that supports all this work. So it's valuable. And if you ever want that, if I have time, you can have private appointments sometimes. But the cl the club dues that everybody has access to go to keep us going too. So I apologize that we have to do anything at all with money. I would rather not. I'm not 
interested in that. I want what I'm interested in is turning the direction that the world is going in right now. And it, it's not going in a self-destructive direction by chance. There's a small cartel of people who have become basically completely given over to evil and there are beings above them giving the orders and that the orders are for destruction of all life on this planet. I'm sorry, but it took me decades to put that together and it explains all the sub-agendas. It's not just population reduction. It's complete elimination of life, not just humans. All other life forms, which they've made a lot of progress on already, as you know, and themselves. It's a suicide mission. They expect to get their reward for doing this specific ceremonial sacrifice in their terms uh, when they leave the physical level. So this is an issue. I think you might, unless you think it's silly and not possible, you would probably agree with me that it's kind of important and that we need to do what we can because our time to turn it around while still there is very short. And this is a consciousness test. And again, this consciousness thing comes up. This is not new age nonsense. It's not black magic. It's not evil. It's critical, essential uh, essence of what's going on. Is This is a consciousness test for humanity that's going on right now. So far, we're not passing, but we still have some time. Not much. I don't know how much. We should use whatever we have. Malice toward nobody. Learn what to do with your own body, how to bring it back to its real normal state, not the stupid new normal they're trying to make everybody go into, which is basic enslavement and then extermination. I don't think that's a very good new normal. And there is a good one that we can still access. It's very, very important. <laughs> I don't know how to give it the emphasis it needs, but um, self-awareness on a much deeper level that's not intellectual, it's not a belief, it's direct experience, that's essential for everything else. And if we, if some of us can get it soon enough, we can start a real pandemic of consciousness, a positive one, and it could spread all over the planet. And that's the biggest fear from what I can see of the top-level rulers is that some of us might actually grasp that this is something real that can be done still. They're afraid that we might figure that out. And if you want to be one of the people that not only figures it out but uses it, the evil rulers will find out they were really misguided to fear it because it could help them to wake up from even their position too. It could help anybody, even the worst of the worst. And it's in our hands, so I suggest we do it. Time is passing, and um, it's like in Dune. Remember the movie Dune? And who was it? Duke Leto Atreides told Paul, uh, maybe it was in a dream or something. What did he say? The sleeper must awaken. That's real, like right now. And you're the sleeper, and I am. And we either wake up, or we stay comatose, hypnotized, and let the uh, global rulers do what they want, which is not friendly. 
And I would suggest option A, that we wake up. And it's not waking up like being able to recite all the bad things that are happening. That is not waking up. That's being able to recite bad things. There's not even any point in knowing about the bad things unless we use it to find solutions. And you're walking around with a solution designed right into you. So am I. And we either access it or we don't in the time we have available. So I suggest we do that. Let me see if we're any overtime. I'm sorry. Um, I just suggest that we do that. And not just think, oh, well, that was some interesting stuff. Now we go on to the next little entertainment. That's not what I'm trying to say. I would never take this time to be visible all over the world and openly talk about this stuff. I would not do that. I prefer seclusion, anonymity, just continuing my work in nature and and not getting into this publicly. But it's important. And my hidden motive is I want everybody to be okay. And we're going the opposite direction right now and we need to turn it around. So I hope you'll care about it enough to not forget it two minutes after the show is over. Take it and build on it, run with it, use it, don't forget it. And uh, if you want to go into it deeper with us in Planetary Healing Club, you can do that. That's accessed at planetaryhealingclub.com. But you don't absolutely need anybody else at all. It's all in you. Or do it with somebody else that has motivation and cares about it. But do it. Don't forget. Because the, the pressures and the you know changing responsibilities and events in your everyday life will distract you. That's an understatement. I mean, things are so distracting from the minute you get born into this world until the end of this lifetime. Realize that and know that it's your choice. Don't fall for the distraction. Find your um, what's going on behind the surface, deeper than the surface. See what your work is and do it. Help heal the world because you really have the capability to do that. And I got to go because we got to get ready for the Planetary Healing Club meeting in 27 minutes or so, 23 minutes. And uh, I'll either see you there or just work on this on your own, but don't forget, okay? That's my suggestion. Within the uh, world of individual freedom, I support you doing whatever you feel to do, you should do it. So thanks for being here. I really appreciate you. I'm here because I see you as incredibly powerful, unlimited, the hope of the world, etc. And that's not even a adequate statement. I'm not kidding. So thank you for caring about all this stuff. And I'll see you here next time. Introducing Lost Arts Radio on Subscribestar.com. Just go to Subscribestar.com slash Lost Arts Radio to find our rewards program offering 10 different giving levels starting at just 5 bucks a month. We offer incredible value for any rewards level, from extra monthly interview videos not available publicly to subscription-based Planetary Healing Club videos once, twice, or three times a month to private counseling sessions with Lost Arts Radio host Richard Sachs, to tech help with me, Doug Diamond. 
We even have one option where you can be the star on Lost Arts Radio as our guest on a specially produced show just for you. We conduct an interview with you and broadcast it to our growing network and listenership. Our subscribe star levels are one of a kind and offer great rewards for any budget. Please help support Lost Arts Radio. We can't do it without you. With increasing censorship on many of our channels, we really need your support today to keep doing what we're doing. As Richard says, we're not even at survival level yet. Lost Arts Radio has three weekly shows. Lost Arts Radio Live each Saturday night at 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, which is a live stream currently on multiple platforms in case we get banned from some of the larger ones. Right now, we're on Facebook Live, Twitch, and DLive. You can access these broadcasts by going to www.lostartsradio.com live for all the links to those channels. The Planetary Healing Club meets right after Lost Arts Radio Live at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Saturday nights. And our Sunday show with guests airs at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Sunday nights on our Blog Talk Radio channel, our YouTube channels, Facebook pages, and on Brideon. Be sure to sign up for our free email list just in case we do get banned on big text platforms. It's just a matter of time, really. They don't like the stuff we talk about, and they do not want the truth out there. In fact, they have already attacked us numerous times. Join our free email list so we can let you know where we are and how to access our shows. The sign-up button is right on the top right on most pages of our website. The best starting point for all things Lost Arts Radio is our main site, lostartsradio.com, where you can find the hottest news selection videos that we curate just for you. Those are on the homepage and added to daily, as well as articles and breaking news about information you really need to know. Our show archives, the 10 most recent shows, are right on our homepage, as well as our Blog Talk Radio page at blogtalkradio.com slash lostartsradio, or just click the All Things Radio Show tab right on our website. We're in the podcast directory on iTunes, and all of our shows, except the banned ones, are on our YouTube channel, at Lost Arts Radio. Our Brideon page is really taking off, and we often have editor's picks videos right on their homepage. Visit brideon.com slash channel slash Lost Arts Radio. On our site, you can also access our free listener forum as well as sign up for the Planetary Healing Club, which is just $25 a month, where you get private access to a one-on-one interaction with host Richard Sachs and myself and the other club members who participate live. More info can be found at planetaryhealingclub.com. We're providing solutions in there to make the world a better place. Come join us. Stay tuned because up next, you'll get to hear a really great song by an independent artist that we're doing our best to support. Go to lostartsradio.com slash music for the full list of all the great songs and bands that we spin on our audio-only podcast shows. If you're in a band and want to submit a song for consideration for airplay on Lost Arts Radio, visit my website at diamonddiscaudio.com for more information about the music placement, mastering, and mixing work that I do. Thanks again for listening to and supporting Lost Arts Radio. We love having you as part of our family to learn, experience, and grow with.
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.